1: Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. Very, very glad to have you with me and looking forward to what I hope will be a helpful conversation. Now, it's going to be one of those one-sided conversations, but if you're like me, as you hear my side of the conversation. You'll be talking back. So we really are talking uh, a little bit of the virtual conversation. But looking forward to this, a very important topic that I, again, hope will be a help to you. Thanks for joining me. And uh, this is the show, of course, where every episode we do our very best to give you the information and perspectives you need to navigate and ever Changing Culture. For those that I have not yet had the privilege of meeting, my name is Jeremy Stalnicker and uh, looking forward to spending this time with you. Today, I am going to spend a few minutes discussing what I feel (laughs) is probably the, the linchpin topic for anyone who wants to move forward in their lives. Now, we often deal with current events issues. We talk to Uh, thought leaders and and folks who really know what's going on. They help us break these issues down. We do that all of the time. But once in a while, we kind of pull the car over and spend a few minutes talking about these issues that really make us who we are. When we talk about navigating an ever-changing culture, we talk about navigating a world that is changing. We have to, before we can navigate that, know who we are, know why we are, know where we want to end up, and then we can start to understand how to navigate toward that desired goal. I feel that there are many, many people, even folks who would consider themselves to be conservatives or Christian conservatives, that have not yet really figured out who they are. Who am I? That's a big question, right? Uh, This has been asked for millennia, back to the beginning, I would imagine. But who am I? Uh, What is my purpose? What will I leave Behind All of these questions that seem to be very much out there, things we can't necessarily put our hands on, we can answer some of these questions. And I would even suggest that if we don't answer some of these questions, then as culture changes, we will begin to change with it. Because if we don't know who we are, then we're going to start listening to the voices of culture that tell us who we are. And then tell us how to act. It's been so interesting to watch culture change. I'm 45 years old. I look back to when I was younger and how the world used to be. Um, I am largely a product of the 80s. Maybe some of you grew up in the 80s. It was a great time to be alive. We didn't know it at the time, but it was a great time to be alive. A lot of good things happening. TV was great, toys were great, cartoons were great. We had a great president. A lot of good things happened in the 80s. The the Berlin Wall, uh, it was coming down. I mean, a lot of good things were happening, right? Uh, But I look back to my childhood and I see how much the world around us has changed. How much culture has shifted. And it blows my mind. Maybe yours as well. And then you look back even just a couple of years and, and understand, man, things have changed so much, by now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow, And Mike has just announced that our customers will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using our promo code. And if you haven't heard Mike's story, you need to. Fantastic book. You'll get it for free. And now's a great time to buy not just all of the other things that they offer, but to buy yourself a pair of my slippers. Fantastic slippers. They're designed to wear indoor And outdoor all day long I know this because I wear them indoor and outdoor as often as I can Uh, they're fantastic in fact my wife and kids make fun of me for wearing them all the time Uh, they're just that good they're comfortable they keep your feet warm made of quality leather suede they are fantastic for a limited time Mike is offering 50% off of his my slippers using our promo code Here's what you need to do. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use the promo code SITREP. That's promo code SITREP. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, so much more. Anything you need for your house, you can find it there. Uh, Find it there or call 1-800-870-0283 and use the promo code SITREP. What's more uh, bewildering to me, though, is not that this cultural change has happened, we know that happens, but that the culture, cultural change has happened in the minds and hearts and lives of Christian people. Now, you may not be a Christian, you are listening to this show, Uh, you're probably conservative, you're listening to this show politically conservative, uh, probably socially conservative, maybe not necessarily a Christian. Uh, But as a Christian, I'll tell you, it is crazy to see the positions that Christians once held. We could go back as far as you want to go back. But let's go back to the 40s and 50s, coming out of World War II and everything that happened then. Uh, We come into the 50s. I was watching last night a show with my kids because, you know, I'm old and um, I'm older in my heart, I think, than I am um, uh, in terms of years. And we were watching the show Leave it to Beaver because, you know, it's wholesome. There was an episode of Leave it to Beaver that we watched last night. The entire episode was on whether or not Beaver was going to eat his Brussels sprouts. I kid you not, if you've seen that episode, you know what I'm talking about. And my kids, who are pretty young, looked at me and said, things have really changed, haven't they, Dad? Yes, they have changed. The issues that were being addressed in the 50s, and we watch as parents corrected their kids and taught them good manners and all of these things. The shows that came out of that time, it represents a different era. We could go into the 60s, and we know that there was a revolution taking place, the cultural revolution, the sexual revolution. All of these things were happening that would lead into the 70s, and so many of the results that took place there. But we go back, and then there are television shows uh, like the Andy Griffith Show. What were those? Those were shows that were trying to nail down a moment in time. They were trying to preserve what was 20 years before that. We look back to these shows fondly, but we know that even as those shows were big in entertainment, the world was rapidly changing. We got into the Vietnam War, and and so many things changed in public perception of law enforcement. Does that sound familiar? So much changed in the perception of our military. Again, that should sound familiar. We're going through some of that again now. All of these things happened, which led into the 70s. And then we had incredible economic struggles. Uh, a lot of the, the, the political issues, even that we're dealing with right now, we were seeing happen in the 70s on into the 80s, when President Reagan took office, things changed again a little bit. We came into the 90s. This shift has been happening for a long time. But again, you know who shifted with it? A lot of very conservative Christian people. What was once thought to be unacceptable in the Leave It to Beaver and the Andy Griffith days, Christians now look at and go, no, that's fine. It's okay. We could think of so many issues, but we think of gender issues, Uh, the critical race and intersectionality uh, topics that we're discussing so often. These things are changing, where once the church stood against many of these things, now the church has embraced them. Uh, So many of these cultural shifts and cultural changes, even throughout this pandemic, the church that once stood strong against so many of these changes is now embracing these changes where once we could look to Christian people to be the preservers, if you will, the defenders of liberty, because Christians, of all people, believe that liberty comes from God and not the government. So often it's been the Christians that have stood against tyranny. And yet now we see a major shift that's taken place. And again, because I believe this is a conversation in which you're talking back to me, uh, you might say, no, we see a lot of people standing up, and certainly we do, but we also see a mess in our world, because so many who once stood no longer do. This brings us to our topic. (laughs) If you don't know who you are, then you won't really know what you believe. You might know what you believe right now, but... You're going to allow culture to shift that, to change that. You don't know who you are, what you believe will change, and culture will then begin to tell you how to act. And in so many ways, this is exactly what we're seeing take place. We're going to get back to our conversation in just a second, but I wanted to pause for a minute. We're talking about purpose today. We're talking about legacy and identity. We're talking about those things. We'll get back to that conversation Uh, But I do want to take just a second to point you to another place where there are incredible resources that can speak to all of these issues. Uh, And that place is a website, MightyOaksPrograms.org, MightyOaksPrograms.org. And if you've listened to this show, you've heard that pushed out before. Uh, But I want to encourage you to go there. That's the organization that pays my bills. So that's my day job. Uh, I love this podcast. I'm very thankful to be able to be on Uh, a few times a week with you. But uh, the job that I do is working with the Mighty Oaks Foundation. We serve veterans, active duty service members, first responders, and their families. And uh, we've had a tremendous opportunity to really invest in their lives. So many are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder, combat trauma, trauma related to their jobs, police officers and, and firefighters, those in the first responder community, we know have an incredibly difficult job. And there's so much that goes along with that. The families have to deal with that as well. And that's what we do. We invest in those families. We do that in a number of ways. Again, you can find all of that on our website. But when we talk about purpose, we talk about meaning, we talk about legacy, uh, really, that's what we deal with or express to the men and women who attend our programs and participate in what we do at Mighty Oaks. Uh, We do our best to say, look, the job that you did, the place that you were hurt, the, the thing that you're struggling with right now, these are all life issues, you're not going to forget them. You're not going to simply get over them. <laughs> but there is purpose. There is meaning. There is identity, a real identity. And regardless of where you might be right now, you can leave a legacy that actually matters, something good behind you. We talk about all of these things with the men and women who have served our country so well. Many of them are still serving our country and our communities. And as we're having this conversation today, talking about purpose, talking about identity, talking about meaning, all these other things, I did want to break in and uh, take just a second to kind of give a commercial, if you will, for what I believe is a very, very important work. Uh, We don't charge anyone who attends our program to attend. Uh, We will even cover the cost of travel. That's how important this is to us. And uh, you can find out more about that at MightyOaksPrograms.org. Thank you. Now back to our conversation. I want to spend a few minutes and talk about purpose. I think we all value the idea of purpose. We want purpose. We desire purpose. We hope to have purpose. We want purpose in our lives. And yet we find purpose in things that really are very shallow Things that will go away, things that will end, things that won't last. And so when they fail, when they go away, when the relationship breaks down, when the job ends, when the kids move out of the house, our purpose that was once wrapped up in them is no longer there, and we find ourselves purposeless. So we look to the next thing to find purpose. We look to the next thing to find hope and direction and meaning, and yet that will change as well. So many people spend their entire lives doing what? Chasing purpose. Who am I? What am I? What is this thing all about? We must have purpose. It's central to who we are. And so if we can't find it in something that is immutable, something that is unchangeable, what happens? Well, we go to a world, a culture, a society that is changing, (laughs) and attach ourselves to other things that seem to have purpose. Uh, To me, there's a great example of this found in the conservative movement at the moment. Now, if you're listening to this podcast 20 years from now, uh, I would imagine things have changed. But right now, right now, the political right in our country has become a place where a lot of people are finding purpose. There are men and women who have lived their entire lives, and they've worked jobs, and they've raised kids, and they've done stuff, but they've never really settled on this idea of purpose, and so they're finding their purpose in political activism. We see this really hard right that is full of people who are finding their purpose and pushing back against whatever it is uh, the central thinkers <laughs> or the mob of thinkers on the right are telling them to think. Now, I am a conservative, and I would consider myself to be on the right. Uh, My friends, the people I know, the people we interview on this show, all certainly are on the right. I'm for that. But I'm for that as a means to an end, not as a place to find your identity and your purpose. So where does purpose come from? Again, for those that may not be Christians, perhaps you'll have a hard time with what I'm about to say. (laughs) That's really okay with me. It's fine. Uh, We're going to be okay. I would encourage you to listen, to think, and to contrast what I say with perhaps your lived experience. But where do we find purpose? We can find purpose in uh, our jobs. We can find purpose in our families. We can find purpose in our country. We can find purpose, as many have, In political activism, we can find purpose in all of these areas. But again, those things will change or at least change form. And when they do, if we're not careful, we lose purpose and therefore value. We lose our identity. And we have to go find it somewhere else or resign ourselves to a life of purposelessness. And that's a bad place to live. I believe that we were created If you believe that, then you believe something like this. You believe that God is, and that God is not just God, but the creator. He created the universe that our earth inhabits. He created the globe that is our earth and everything that's on it. You go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1, and again, if you are an evangelical Christian, as I am, you go back to Genesis chapter 1, and you read what is Given to us there about creation in the beginning, God, and then he created. He divided the land from the water. He divided the night from the day. He then added the plants and the animals and eventually man and woman. He brought all of those things together. He created. We're told as well that he created man, not the animals, not the plants, not the rest of it, but man in his image and in his likeness. In fact, the Bible gives us a great picture in chapter 1 of Genesis of God breathing life into Adam. And then from Adam creating uh, Eve, the woman. Adam and Eve were created in a different way than the animals and certainly the plants because they were created to have a relationship with God the Creator. Genesis chapter 3 helps us to understand that God would spend time with Adam and Eve every day in the cool of the evening, the Bible says. It gives, gives us this wonderful picture of God coming down and talking to Adam and Eve and spending time with them. They were created in His image. We can't spend a lot of time on this, but there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Those three parts, what we call the trinity mankind we're not god but we we're created in three parts as well body soul and spirit we are created as the image bearers of god to be a visible picture on this earth of who god is of not only his creation and the wonder of his creation but to live lives that give glory to him that lift him up that glorify him that point to him we see all of these things happen we know that when we were created there was a purpose We could go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. This is the end of the Bible. We went from the beginning now to the end. A lot's happened in between those two places. But in the end, chapter 4 and verse 11, uh, we're told what that we were created, that all things were created to give glory to God. That is your purpose. Elsewhere, the Bible says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Now, a perfect man and a perfect woman in the Garden of Eden, they rebelled against God. We call that sin. And when that sin came in, there was brokenness in that relationship. Thankfully, we find that Jesus is God and he left heaven. He came to earth. He lived perfect and sinless. He died in our place and paid for that sin. He took that sin with him to the grave. He then rose again because he is God. It's an incredible, incredible picture. The power of God over sin, the power of God over death and the grave. The power of God to take what is broken and dead and make it alive and new. That's the picture. We're told that anyone who puts their faith in Jesus and what he did will have the forgiveness of sins and that newness of life. What does that mean? It means that even though sin came because of a choice made by mankind, a renewal of can be experienced by anyone who accepts his price, his payment on their behalf. To be reconciled, to be brought back together with our Heavenly Father. It's, it's incredible. What's never changed is the fact that our purpose as humans is to give glory to God. Now, how does this play out in a practical way? I don't mean to suggest that God wants all of us to do the same job the same way, to live the same life, to live in the same place, to look the same, to act the same, to sound the same. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I do believe that whether it's in our jobs or in our relationships or in how we live our day-to-day lives... Wherever it is, in whatever we do, we are to use the skills, the abilities, the opportunities, the resources that God has given to us, not as a way to simply enjoy those things, although he's given us all things richly to enjoy, the Bible says. We can enjoy them and we should, but he gives those to us so that we will live, in a, li- live a life that reflects him and who he is. You see, a job is not your purpose, it's a job. It may be a job that you love and one that you've invested in and one that you've spent a lot of time working on, but it's a job. And when you lose that job, if your purpose is to glorify God, to live for Him, to do things that point others to Him, then even when you lose that job, your purpose doesn't change, it doesn't go away. You may need to find a new place to make enough money to pay your bills, (laughs) that's another conversation, but your purpose doesn't change. You spend 20 years, 25 years raising kids and working to get them out of the house. You love them. You care for them. You sacrifice for them. You help them to get the education and the training they need to go on with their lives and do their thing. That's what parenting is about. Parenting is not about keeping your children in your home. It's about equipping them to go into the world and make a difference. And you do that... But so much of your life has been wrapped up in who they are that when they leave, if your purpose is that, then when those kids walk out the door, your purpose goes with them. But if your purpose has always been in living a life that glorifies God, raising kids that will glorify God, living in a way that glorifies God, then when the kids go on, maybe you're sad to see them go, (laughs) whatever happens there, relationally happens. Hopefully you've done a good job and you still have a good relationship, but when they walk out the door, your purpose does not go with them. Your purpose remains the same. So it is with identity. We find our identity in all of these things. We find our purpose and our meaning in all of these things. We talk about identity. Where do we find our identity? Well, we should find our identity in God. We should find our, our identity in Christ, our Savior. We should find our identity in what He has set before us, what He wants us to do. And check this out. This is great. If we find our identity and our purpose in Him, the net result is that we will leave something behind that has value. I think so many people are chasing a purpose and an identity that is moving all of the time. So many people are chasing uh, that thing that's moving around constantly, coming and going, that if they looked over their shoulder later in their life, uh, they would see a long trail (laughs) of hopefully good stuff, helpful stuff, meaningful stuff, but nothing that has a real eternal value. I'll tell you this, if we are successful here in the United States in the next couple of years, if we are successful in turning around our political system, we're able to elect true conservatives to the House and Senate. We're able to elect a true conservative into the White House. If we are able to do those things, our country will change. It will shift. Things will happen. and we will be happy they happen. But you know what else is going to happen? At some point, <laughs> someone else is going to come along. Ideologies are going to come along. Culture will shift. And we'll find people who don't think like us or act like us or do what we would like for them to do. And if our identity is wrapped up in that, we're going to lose our identity. But more importantly, we'll lose our legacy. We may elect the right people uh, into positions of power, and we'll feel like we've done something important, but that something important has a shelf life. We should invest. We should care. We've got kids that are going to have to live in this world. We need to do the very best that we can, but only as we truly pursue our purpose will we leave a legacy that actually makes a difference. Legacy and purpose. So important. So I wonder, what is it that you are living for? What is it that you're living for? What is it in your life that gives you purpose or meaning or value? If you're listening to this and you find your purpose and your value and your meaning in something other than what you were created to do, I'm fairly certain I don't need to convince you that that falls very very short. It's shallow. You need to be engaged in the work that you've actually been called to do. I love Hebrews chapter twelve and verse number one. It speaks to this very very point. Hebrews chapter twelve and verse number one. When you get some time, maybe find that on a Bible app or in your Bible. It says, depending on the version, something like this. Seeing that we are compassed or surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. This is really important. That great cloud of witnesses, those are the people found in the preceding chapter. In chapter 11, the people who lived and worked and died, (laughs) they went before us. He says, seeing that we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. There are a couple of things we should do. Here's what we should do. He's going to tell us how to live. Laying aside every weight and the sin which does easily beset us. This is great. It's telling us that we need to get rid of anything that besets us, that keeps us from moving forward. How does this apply to purpose? Well, it does. It applies to purpose because there are a lot of things that we are involved in uh, that are not supporting what we were created by God to do. It's okay to have hobbies. It's okay to recreate. In fact, we need to do that from time to time, of course. Uh, We need to be involved in other things. But if those other things get in the way of us accomplishing our God-given purpose, They need to go. (laughs) When a hobby becomes an obsession, when something that we enjoy becomes an addiction, we need to set those things aside. Why? Well, there are a lot of people who have gone before us. We need to look to them, understand the sacrifices they made, then look at our own lives and ask, what's here that needs to go? And it needs to go. Laying aside... The weight and the sin that besets us. It goes on and says this, let us run with patience. The race that is set before us. So many people are playing a silly game, trying to find something that doesn't exist, looking in places that can't give them purpose and meaning and value and identity. When God tells us, look, There's a race in front of you. There's a path that I've set you on. In fact, he says we have been given this race. Let us run with patience the race set before us. It's been given to us. And it belongs to us. It's for us. It's ours to take care of, to steward over We have this race, it's going to be a long one for our lives, but it's as we put one step in front, uh, one foot in front of the other, it's as we take the next step, it's as we engage in this race, it's as we move forward, that we are fulfilling our God-given purpose. So I ask you, what is in your life that's preventing you from fulfilling that purpose? What insecurity? What fear? What is it? The great thing about God-given purpose is that it's not based on what's happening in the world. It's not based on what's happening in culture. We talk so often on this show about giving you the information and perspectives you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. Check this out. (laughs) If your purpose is right, it doesn't matter what culture is doing. You need to make good decisions. There is so much that's confusing, so many things that are very difficult to understand. But if you know that you've set aside anything that's going to keep you from moving forward, and that you're walking the path that you have been given by God, that's yours, the path of your life, you know you're in the right place, then you're going to keep walking that path, keep moving forward, Regardless of what a culture that is also trying to find purpose and meaning tells you you should do, I think this is why so many Christians struggle with this. It's one thing to know what God wants us to do, it's another thing to walk that path. It's so much easier. To go with the flow. It's so much easier to just follow the way the stream is drifting. It's so much easier to do what everyone else is doing. It's so much easier to say, well, the compassionate thing would be to just let it happen. It's so much easier. But in that, we will never find our purpose. Nor live up to the purpose we know that God has given us. Christians, people of faith, people that say they read and believe the Bible, they go along. All the while understanding that there is a path, that not all paths are the same, (laughs) and I'm not talking about The path of salvation. We talked about that a minute ago. That there is an understanding of who we are. What Jesus did. And how we must put our faith in Him. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm not talking about wide is the gate and narrow is the way. (laughs) I'm talking about the path of life. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And if you will walk that path. And the voices in the rest of culture just don't matter that much. How is it that in a world as upside down as this one, there are still people who find peace and joy and contentment and happiness? Are these people naive? Some of them are. (laughs) Are, Are they of a lower IQ? Perhaps. But I would suggest that there are a lot of very intelligent, very aware people who understand that what happens in the world will happen. We will do the very best that we can to be salt and light. We'll stand against injustice. We'll stand up for what's right. We will be the ones who defend liberty because liberty comes from God and not the government. We'll do all of those things. But at the end of the day, our purpose, our identity, and our value will be found in doing what God has created us to do. So, we could talk about a lot of issues, but until we know who we are and why, we're just going to drift from one issue to the next, from one situation to the next, from one conversation to the next, and never really find our way. What is your purpose? Thankfully, we don't have to figure it out. It's been given to us, and we just need to lean into that and say, that's what I'm going to do. Whether I eat, whether I drink, wherever I work, whatever relationship I'm in, I'm going to do all of it to give glory to God. I hope that is a helpful thought for you. This is a thought that I have to think (laughs) over and over and over again. There are so many voices. There are so many people that want to push and pull and prod and convince even the issues of what is liberty and and when is it right for us to stand up and how should we stand up and how far should we go. All of these questions are real questions. That's why this show exists, so that we can bring people on and have conversations about meaningful topics so that we can make the best decision possible. But at the end of the day, we'll do our best, but things change. You know what doesn't change? Who you were created to be. Hang on to that truth and you'll be able to move forward regardless of what happens in the world around you. Uh, Again, I hope that's a help. Uh, Thank you for uh, joining me in a conversation like this. There are times where I feel like I just need to say a few things. (laughs) I look at so many people that are struggling so much and it just breaks my heart because they don't need to struggle. They don't need to. I know the world's a mess. I know things are upside down. I get all of that. I understand all of that. That's why I am politically involved. That's why I care about these topics. We should all care about these topics. But these topics do not define our lives. I've said that a few times now. I'm not going to say it anymore. I appreciate you listening. And uh, whatever it is you're saying on the other side of this camera or the other side of the radio or in your uh, earbuds as you listen to this. Maybe you're running. Maybe you're exercising. Maybe you're driving somewhere. <laughs> maybe you're yelling because you don't agree. Maybe you're uh, you do agree. Uh, whatever it is, I hope you're encouraged because there's a lot to be encouraged about. Um, so often I have conversations with uh, folks who are politically minded, and and I'll end. Uh, You know, that conversation. If you listen to this show, you know, I often ask, like, where's the hope? Uh, Where do you find hope? What do you think is going to happen next? Are you encouraged by what's happening next? And a lot of times you're just like, no, not at all. Things are bad and they're going to get worse and hopefully we can slow it down. Uh, I don't know if all that's true. I don't think we should be naive, but I do know that my hope is not found in this world. And uh, I hope that your hope is not found in this world either. Uh, If you'd like more information about uh, me, you can always go to uh, my website, jeremystallnicker.com, jeremystallnicker.com. You can find out just about everything uh, about me that you'd like to know and so much more. I write there. My blog is there. uh, Other content... Uh, Other content, um, uh, other podcasts, other stuff that I'm involved in. It's all found there. And that'd be fantastic. Also, if you like this podcast, I would highly encourage you to do a couple things. One, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Very, very important. Uh, Maybe you stumbled on this. You're not yet subscribed, but you have a favorite platform that you like to listen to podcasts from. Go ahead and subscribe so you know when this comes out. And that would be fantastic. If you like to watch conversations like this. You like to watch podcasts. I'm one of those people. I prefer to watch than listen. Uh, Sometimes I'll do a little bit of both. Even when I'm out running or doing something else, I'll typically pull up the video if there is one. I'll watch part of it. I'll put the the phone away and listen to it while I'm doing whatever I'm doing and then come back to it later. If you like to watch video, you can do that on the Salem, uh, Salem uh, Salem Podcast Network You can go and find this video, so many others. You can find other great podcasts as well on uh, the Salem Podcast Network. Go and check that out, and that would be fantastic. Again, thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. Look forward to talking to you next time. We're not made to live in isolation. Sadly, many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. A lot of guys end up drinking, a lot of guys end up losing hope. Someone will go to the VA and they'll try to get, you know, prescription medications to help with PTSD you know they'll get pills for anxiety they'll get pills because they can't sleep now they get pills for depression before they know it, they're taking 12 different medications and when it's not working out these guys lose hope and that's why there's 23 guys a day committing suicide the mission of mighty oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies as a result We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live.
0: Everything they said just kept hitting me in the heart over and over and over again. It's like all the things that I didn't know that I needed to hear. And uh, I opened my heart to God that week,
1: dude, and like, (laughs) I've been a different person ever since. Our faith-based peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. We provide our programs and resources, including travel, at no cost to our warriors. I remember talking to a licensed social worker who actually handed me a pamphlet to Mighty Oaks. So I went, and I'm glad I did. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. Our mission is to serve and restore our nation's warriors and families who have endured hardship through their service to America and to help them find new life purpose through hope in Christ. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org.